Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he is a Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner, Sonic content creator on YouTube. He also does other things on YouTube, too. And he's also a Twitch partner. It's our boy, Emerald. Hello, what's going on? I am doing good, up? dude. It's good to be here, dude. It's good. To, glad to have you back. It's yeah, been, it's always a fun time. Yeah, it's been a little over a year since we last had you on. I think so, yeah. The last episode was with Dawn. With Dawn, yeah. The double up. Mm-hmm. And um, so much yeah. has changed since then. I know. It's been a bit, man. It's, it's been uh, a bit. <laughs> Good things, though. Good things. Good things. A lot of good things. A lot of good things. And you know what? It's great. And so we're actually going to kind of kick things off right away here because we have a pretty big headline of the week. And that is, of course, the PlayStation State of Play that happened on June 2nd. Now, were you able to catch it at all? Did you watch it at all? Did you see the highlights um, of it? I didn't see um, I didn't see it live. I heard about bits and pieces of it. But um, so so yes and no. Um, one of the big things I heard about is Street Fighter, but I'll let you get to that when mm-hmm. you get to it. Yes. A lot of big things. Uh, they actually opened up pretty big itself, starting with Resident Evil 4, the remake that people, we, we knew it was coming because they've been remaking all of them slowly but surely. And so, hey, we finally have a trailer for it and a release date for it, March 24th, 2023, and it's the only sad thing about it is it is a next-gen exclusive. No PS4, only PS5, and probably Xbox Series X as well because uh, it's probably going to be multi-platform like it usually is. Mm-hmm. A, sh- a little sad for the PS4 people, but uh, they are going to be like slowly weeding out PS4 games. And, uh, like By 2025, PS4 development will be done. You have like three more two three more years to get a ps5 and uh keep enjoying the uh, the playstation sony stuff yeah it's still pretty i mean it's still pretty hard to get your hands on a ps5 oh, these days isn't it <laughs> it's still way too difficult especially if you're a canadian and they're like 200 bucks more than really oh, oh gosh, yeah that's awful oh, oh yeah <laughs> it's, so it's so the exchange rate is so bad it is really bad so yeah uh that's a little sad but it is what it is they then t- decided to talk about some P- PlayStation VR 2 games that are currently in development because they did show off the PlayStation VR 2 last year, late last year or early this year. Uh, so we now have four more games that we know are coming to it. Resident Evil Village and No Man's Sky, two games that already are out. They're getting VR adaptations. No Man's Sky surprised me because of how big that game is. I'm surprised that they're giving that VR, but Okay. Feel like we'll be waiting a bit longer on that one. Uh, we also got the announcement for The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution, which is a very popular... Uh, Saints and Sinners is a popular VR game as it is, so getting Chapter 2 for that, that's really cool. Good good zombie shooter VR. Fun time. And lastly, we got a new Horizon game that's going to be VR exclusive. Horizon VR Call of the Mountain. Which is really cool looking, and I think it's going to do really well. 
So I'm excited for that, and uh, that's uh, a game that I, if I if I do get the PlayStation VR at all or VR two, that is one I do want to get because being able to fight all those robot dinosaurs and whatnot in VR that seems epic. Now, because I missed the the state of play, did they show like gameplay of all they these, did. or was it just they did show gameplay for all of these? Actually, yeah. Oh wow, great! Then yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out then, because I was thinking maybe like, oh, they were like, oh, well, these games are coming to VR, like just kind of like announce it. But if they have video for it, I'm definitely down to check yeah. it out. That's the Resident awesome. Evil Village and the No Man's Sky, it's pretty. It's like they're mostly showing stuff like for the, especially for the village trailer showing stuff that we already seen. It's just kind of like yeah. with the the VR perspective. Call of the sense. Mountain looks the best though. It looks so good. Uh, sweet, speaking sweet. of Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West got a free new update. It's out right now, adding new game plus, a few quality of life changes, and ultra hard difficulty. So you can torture yourself on that new game plus grind, and also some new trophies as well to go along with it. Uh, then they announced that a new so, that a Sony exclusive game is now coming to PC, and that is Marvel's Spider-Man. It is now coming to PC, no longer a PlayStation exclusive, on August twelfth, twenty twenty-two. So uh, all your PCs can now run Spider-Man, and hopefully it ports well. Unlike um, what was it, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which when they put it to PC, it did not great. Yeah, that's honestly, I, I want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, but the, because I've heard such poor things about the PC port, it's been the thing that's really been holding me off. Of honestly, it. If to, I would recommend maybe getting saving up for the PS5 and then playing it on there, because then you get uh, inter, inter, integrated as well yep. to get the Yuffie story, because I still haven't played that, and I want to play that still. But yeah, like, that looked really PS5. good. The trailer for that looked amazing. I, so. I'm excited for it. Uh, and Speaking of trailers, we got a new trailer for Stray which is the game you play as a cat. Uh, the third person little action adventure game where you're playing as a cat in the world of robots. We got a release date for that too. July 19th. So coming out this summer, which is exciting. Uh, it looks good. It looks cute. I want to be a little cat. And very unique. For sure. Very, very unique, which I think is what uh, people need in games right now is some uniqueness. And that is definitely uh, one right there. Uh, we also got a new trailer for the Callisto Protocol, which we've seen before. I can't remember where we saw it. I think it was at the Game Awards last year. This is that Dead Space inspired type game where you're in like this uh, old space prison and you're basically trying to survive all the aliens that have now uh, been infested on the area. We got a release date for it. It's December 2nd, 2022. So I think that's like... Maybe a, it's also going to be like a couple months before the new Dead Space game comes out next year as well. So for people who love horror, they're eating good. They're eating good this <laughs> holiday season. Uh, we then got, I think it's a new game. I don't remember seeing it before. It's called Roller Dome. It's basically what if we gave a roller derby guns, weapons, and murder. And okay. that's what Roller Dome is. It's got a unique art style, which looks kind of intriguing. It'll come out August 16th. Uh, of this year and then we probably got was the weirdest game the entire showcase it's called Eternites and legit the announcer said when an action game meets a dating sim and I'm like what <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> from what I can tell the main character he loses his hand his, his whole arm gets cut off but then he's able to grow this like 
goo arm. It's like a bit goopy, but it can also solidify into a sword. In one of the gameplay clips, in the bottom corner, you can see uh, press R1 to hold hands. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which I want that to be memed so badly. I want that to be memed. We know the, re- the release window is early 2023, and that's really all we know. Okay. It's anime anime art style type thing as well, so... I yeah. gotta check this game out. <laughs> it, it, looks, it's, it looks intriguing. Sounds and then we got our probably our next big uh, title, uh, and the first trailer for Street Fighter VI, which... You know, it looks it, it, it's Street Fighter. I'm I'm not the biggest Street Fighter guy. Going to say that right now. I played Street Fighter Four when it was free on Xbox all those years ago, and that was really about it. So we have a new character who was revealed, which is Jamie, and then we knew that, and then we got some return our returning characters: Ryu, Chun Li, and Luke. Luke, of course, being the Blast Fighter in the Street Fighter Five DLC, as this is where he's going to actually shine as like a main character. We saw a little. We saw the, of course, fighting game gameplay of like them all beating up each other. But we also saw at the beginning of this like an open world type thing, where we were playing as Luke and we're like running through. I don't know if it's like this whole hub or if it's like a story mode world where you're just able to like move around the streets. And from the looks of it, you can just start fights in the streets as well against certain characters. So that seems intriguing. That looks really cool from like a like a just a fighting game perspective, because not a lot of fighting games really try that hard with like a story mode. Like there's there's kind of story modes where it's like there'll be like text cut scenes and then like you'll like have like fights in between. But I've never seen a fighting game do something like this where it's like you get in like traverse like different worlds there might be different like missions you might have to fight people that aren't necessarily like the main characters maybe like some grunts or something you know so uh i'm really intrigued by this idea i think it could be really really cool yeah the one thing people still agree on or at least my boy zach agrees on the logo is awful the logo for Street Fighter 6 is so awful the logo hey you know what the logo doesn't look that great but from what i've seen from the game i think the character models look really cool oh yeah i think it's looking kind of nice so i that's good at least but yeah definitely i think they should mess around with the logo just a little bit they should have they should they could have done something a little bit different with it it looks very esporty i find that's that's what i find of it Kind of looks is, a little bit like an esports logo. Yeah. Which, I mean, for Street Fighter, it is like a big esports game, but it's just like, I mean, come on, where's that pizzazz that Street Fighter has, man? Well, it's just, where's that oomph that the logos have? Anyway, we know it's coming out next year. We have that sometime next year. That's what we know. So we'll probably see more character trailers and all the like. And I feel like if you really want like a deep dive on all of this, uh, Ma- uh, Maximilian Dude is probably the YouTube channel to check out for all that stuff. Because he's a huge Street Fighter guy. Yeah, very entertaining guy as well. And then probably what was what made me literally... I'm going to move away from my mic for this. Where I really went, yeah, baby! (laughs) Tunic (laughs) is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Let's uh, go. I like I was at work and thankfully the studio I'm in is like soundproof. So like only people in my studio can hear me. September 27, 2022, I was so excited. Like the second it just popped on the screen, I'm just like, hell yeah, man, let's go. Dude, this is, is such definitely a great game. Dude. It's such a this is probably my game of the year. Like, there's like no doubt in my mind, like nothing has come to top this yet. 
Tunic. Uh, the fact is, like, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to platinum it, hopefully. I hope there's a platinum trophy for the game. Otherwise, I'm just going to get all the trophies because I can. I am I am so... <laughs> Looking at the chat real quick, uh, Mello, insert the moist critical meme. Yes. Yeah, baby, that's what I've been talking about. Woo! Let's go. So I'm excited. Uh, if you haven't played Tunic yet, uh, it's on PC and Xbox. Play the game. It is a phenomenal game. Yeah, I mean, at first when I saw it, I was like, this game looks good. I don't know if I'll like it a whole lot. Um, and, you know, uh, full disclosure, I did message the company that uh, made the game and I was like, hey, can I have a code? And they were like, yeah, sure. So they sent me a code for the game. Um, and at uh, at first I was kind of iffy about it because it, it is uh, not a super easy game. It's not a very handholdy game at all, which I do like about it. Um, but as time went on, I just like fell in love with it. And I, I definitely think it's a game that everybody should at least try uh, because it's a great experience. And just like the more you figure out about the world as you go too, like it doesn't tell you too much. So it makes you think a lot. I think that's just uh, a wonderful experience. It's really great. And there's even like there's so much community support for the game. Like someone even made like a cipher for like all the little symbols for like what letters they all are. So if you are really invested you could actually read like every page of the manual to know what exactly it's saying mm -hmm. yeah which is really super dope and then after that we got another little indie game that was shown off i don't know if it's bit if it's out on other things already as well it's uh called season a letter to the future it's set for fall 2022 uh where you kind of look it's like you go you're going around and you're kind of like just observing everything in the world you're like a mute person, I think, is what the protagonist is. Is They don't talk at all, but they like observe everything. They listen to everything. And it's kind of just like your journal like of everything they write. It's kind of like interpreting like what's happening in the world. It looks cool. It looks, intri it looks intriguing. And definitely, if you're into like those cryptic indie games, probably something for you. And then lastly, they ended off the show with something that RPG players all over the world have been waiting for. And that is a brand new trailer for Final Fantasy 16 featuring gameplay. Yes. Oh, boy. Does, ga gameplay looks so good. The gameplay looks good. It looks, honestly, it looks like a cross between Final Fantasy 7 Remake gameplay and a little bit of that uh, Stranger of Paradise stuff, too, uh, where it's very free-flowy combat. I like it. It looks great. Um, the story, from what you're kind of able to piece together... You're playing as the summons in the series. Because from the looks of it, the main character who you are, you're Ifrit, uh, the fire oh. summon. And they have like a human form and then they transform into their into what we know them as. And it looks crazy. It's like a whole war with them. It's like, oh, okay. Sounds super dope. Sounds super dope. It looks super dope. And we now have a release window of summer 2023. And that's everything. That's where they ended it. I was like, kind of hoping for a little bit more after that, but I'm like, you know what? No, they're ending with Final Fantasy 16. That's a good place to, a good game to end it with. So a pretty solid state of play. Not going to lie. Final Fantasy uh, 16 is definitely, um, so I've been kind of waiting to get a PS5, not only because it's hard to get, but also yeah. just because um, a lot of the games that have been out on it are like, if I'm, like vaguely interested in it most of them are on like pc or will eventually be on pc yeah um <clears throat> but a few things that i i know that aren't on there are like 
like once Final Fantasy 16 comes out, then I'll have that. I'll have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'll have uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake uh, Intergrade. Um, so that's like, then I'll finally feel like, okay, now I have a, a more reasonable reason to spend this amount of money on this when it's since i already have a pc you know what i mean but yeah um but i'm super looking forward to final fantasy 16 i can't wait yeah it's gonna be awesome and then you also have like spider-man and wolverine spider-man 2 and wolverine coming out oh yeah the spider-man games yeah Yeah. those two are really really good Mm -hmm. yes they're great and spider-man 2 looks probably i mean it's only like a cinematic trailer we have for it but it's just like craven and venom yes Yes. And then Wolverine, which who knows when it's coming out. I thought it was coming out next year, but it's it's they haven't announced a release date for it yet. So But that was our headline of the week. It's now time to dive into what else happened this week in the world of video games. We're jumping into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And starting it off, we have some game releases that came out. We had Silt. A Limbo-esque type game where it's like you play as a little dark silhouette figure and you're moving. It's a side-scroller. Very uh, Limbo-like. We also had Card Shark that came out for PC and Switch. That was an indie game shown off at an Indie World Showcase, I believe. Not the last one, but the one. Or it might have been at the last one briefly, but it was the one before that that they showed off Card Shark. And then, of course, the mobile game Diablo Immortal. The one that got memed on when they first announced it. Because <laughs> nobody wanted a mobile Diablo game. They yeah, I was about to say, isn't Diablo that the mobile game. Diablo game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wanted a full Diablo game. They wanted Diablo 4. And they're like, haha, no. <laughs> they're cool. just like, cool, thanks, Blizzard. Microtransactions, woo. <laughs> In the world of gaming news, though, we got the big, another big one. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's trailer number two. Let's go. Oh. Dude, it looks great. I'm, it, lo- uh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited. Uh, it's entirely open world. Uh, you can explore in a single world. You can have four people go out on adventures in a singular world instead of like just, oh, hey, I'm passing by all these players in the wild area. That's cool. And you can't really do anything with them. No, you can fully interact with them this time. Uh, which is dope. We got three new Pokemon revealed. Palmy, an electric mouse type. Lechonk, who the internet has fallen in love with in both design and name. Because normal type, though. So I feel like I I have a feeling Lechonk is our Rattata of the region. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And we also got Smoliv, a grass normal type, which looks like a little, which is a little olive bud. He's so cute. I will say, though, LeChonk is my favorite, I think, of the new ones shown, but he's going to have a really ugly evolution. I, I, yeah, you, we, there's no doubt about it. Like, you know yeah. he's going to. I feel like with a name like LeChonk, though, I, I, I kind of want him to, like, evolve into something with a chef's hat. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> be adorable. It would be great. I would love it. Uh, we also got our new characters, our professors, Pro- Professor Sada and Professor Turo who are version-exclusive professors for the first time ever. Uh, and those have been memed on. Professor Sada, well, if you look at the dark side of the internet, you'll find a lot of things of her. And if Professor Turo uh, has become the GigaChad meme because he looks like the GigaChad. Got to figure out which uh, which 
professor you would love to have as a wife or a husband. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, they also both, their designs seem to represent a theme of past and future, which gets further heightened when we go into the legendaries. But we also got our rival, Nimona. Looking at her design, she has this like whole thing on her arm, which possibly might tie into the special gimmick of the game. Yeah, I didn't even see that. That's a nice pickup. I didn't realize that. Uh, someone else actually picked up on the main characters. They on there. They have a wristband, the main character, and there's like a little gem in it. They're not mm -hmm. sure, okay. and so someone picked that up. So that might be dealing with the gimmick as well. They're like, it might be a mega stone, but it's hard to say right now. And of course, we got our legendaries revealed: Koraidon and Miraidon. Which, if you know a little bit of Japanese, Korai means past in J Japanese, and Mirai means future. So even furthering the theme of past and the future for it. So that's exciting. The The dragon designs, I actually, I kind of dig the legendary designs for it. Yeah, I, I like them too. I kind of like, um, I think uh, Miraidon uh, is the Violet exclusive. Correct? Yes. Um, that one, it, I, honestly... Both of them look like they could have like transformations like they could like turn into like vehicles because like Coridon <laughs> uh, looks like he could turn into like a motorcycle and Miraidon could look like kind of like into like a jet cycle sort of thing. Oh, yes. We have transformer Pokemon. Yeah, yes. yeah you never know. <laughs> Um, looking at an official quote from the website, you can experience a new style of adventure with a world that you're free to explore at your leisure and not in an order dictated by the story, which is hugely implicating full open world, uh, which is kind of what they were aiming for with Sword and Shield, but you know, it's still kind of limited. This one, full open world. And we also got to look at like the Pokemon Center designs, which are just these little like pits, like these little gate, like gas stations almost of more more like a refuel refuel up and head on back out there which is really dope uh and also we also learned that toby fox composed some of the music for the game yeah when i heard that i was like dang toby fox really just be doing it all now and then he Nintendo really music it world, huh? he really doing it all and we also have the official release date november 18th look forward to that i i what version are you planning to pick up um, I was kind of on the fence, but I, I think I'm leaning more towards, uh, Violet just cause I like the legendary more. But on the other hand, uh, Professor Seda or Sada, I don't know, <laughs> but it just depends on how much of a, an influence like the professors like have on like in the story. Cause if it doesn't really matter that much, then I probably, I'll probably lean more towards Violet. Yeah. I've kind of leaned more towards Violet as well, which is that I'm like countering. I'm like, Oh wait, then I should probably go. If a lot of people are probably going to go Violet. Oh wait. It's like, I want to pick the version that will have less ideally. So that way trades for exclusives can be easier for me to complete. Yeah, my no, that base. always, that makes sense. 100%. But that's my plan with it. And yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be great. Uh, in some more fighting game news, because we got a couple here, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. We actually have an, a release date for that now, uh, September 2nd. Then it will feature a battle pass with four brand new characters to this, like, 10-year-old... No, not 10 years, but it's like an older game. Uh, kind of like how Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is re-released. Re uh, and also, we know a demo is coming out soon. So... I'm excited for this because I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of JoJo, and I've played Eyes of Heaven all the way through. So, 
Brawlhalla added a second batch of Street Fighter characters, including M. Bison, Ken, Sakura, Dalsim, and Luke. And Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown has received Tekken 7 outfits. Uh, they're, they're actually out right now. They came out June 1st. And they also added 20 Tekken 7 music tracks and a tech-inspired inspired UI for the game as well. So even though you're playing Virtua Fighter, you can feel like you're playing Tekken. Uh, in Star Wars news, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel, we got a reveal trailer uh, showing off uh, Cal and uh, the new things that we'll expect to see within the game, which is exciting for Star Wars fans. In some crossover news, Ruby... The Rooster Teeth series, they're coming to Paladins sometime this month. BioWare, hey, they announced something big only on Twitter, though. They announced the title of their next Dragon Age game, Dragon Age Dreadwolf. And we're getting more details later this year. So if you're a Dragon Age fan, look forward to that. Uh, THQ also tweeted something. They're like, hey, if this gets one like, we'll reveal uh, a release date for our next game. And people are like, Pog, let's see it. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed has a release date of August 30th. Yo. I played uh, Destroy All Humans a lot when I was a kid. That game's really funny. <laughs> I, I want to play them. I, I, I should play the, the first remake to see uh, all that stuff. But hey, also, if you pre-order the game, uh, you'll, you get access to a multiplayer spin-off game where you basically just cause destruction with uh, up to three of your friends with uh, local split-screen available for it as well it's called destroy all humans clone carnage so if you pre-order destroy all humans 2 you get early access to that uh i believe right now or you'll get access to it the second it comes out so look for look for that look forward to that we also got some free game news first because it's pride month tell me why it's free on the xbox and pc this month so uh if you like uh oh what well, who's it by I believe it's by Square because they're the developers of uh, Life is Strange. So if you like those games, you'll definitely enjoy Tell Me Why. And your PlayStation Plus games for June are Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, God of War, and Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. A really good selection this this month for PlayStation uh, players. I might grab two of those. Which are Nick All-Star Brawl and, uh, and not Nar Naruto, no, God of War, God. <laughs> In some sports news, sport game news, Madden 23 has announced who their cover star is this year. And it's John Madden himself uh, to help memorialize his legacy as he did pass away late last year. Uh, so there's going to be three, uh, kind of like how they did, uh, 2K did the Kobe Bryant uh, for NBA 2K22 or 21. I, can't, I honestly can't remember which one, but when they did, they have uh, three versions of the cover that you can uh, get uh, select based on what version of the game you do pick up. Yu Suzuki, uh, the developer or creator of Shenmue, Space Harrier, Harrier, and Virtual Fighter, well, he's put out a new game, a successor to Space Harrier and the Panzer Dragoon style games. It's called Air Twister. And it's only available on Apple Arcade. And the soundtrack is hugely inspired by Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, they even, I believe they even used uh, a Queen song in the trailer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how uh, it looks cool. But who plays Apple Arcade? Yeah. 
I think I made that joke last week. No, no one uses Apple Arcade. Maybe this will get people to get Apple Arcade. Hey, maybe. Maybe Yu Suzuki is your selling point right there. <laughs> and Stardew Valley news. Stardew Valley players have begun making full songs using the flute and drum blocks, um, including the Mario Bros. theme, American Idiot, and Turkish, Mar Turkish Mart, uh, her review. They've been recently blowing up on the subreddits for Stardew Valley. So, yeah, they picked up the interest of the, the, the gaming news sites. Which I mean, heck, all for it. I'm a, I'm, I've actually fallen back into the Stardew hole myself, and I'm playing through it again. Yeah, Stardew it seems like a great game. I have it on the Switch, but um, when I bought it, it was just like I was doing, like I was playing a ton of other games, so I haven't like really delved into it. But every time I see gameplay of it, I'm just like, this is such a like a fun, cozy game, like perfect to kill time with, you know? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Uh, hey, Kingdom Hearts co-creator and Final Fantasy producer Shinji Hashimoto, he's retired after 28 years with Square Enix. Dang. Yeah, mm. Fully retired. So, hey, good autumn. Uh, Long time, though. Yeah, I, I, it only makes me wonder how much longer Mr. Nomura has and how much more mind-fucking he's going to do to us with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Because let's be real, that's all Tetsuya Nomura does. Yep, yes indeed. Uh, uh, Super Bomberman R online. Hey, that's shutting down after 18 months. A year and a half. Uh, the official shutdown, it'll be officially shut down. No more game on December 1st. And that's just because of a lack of a player base. Which is kind of sad, but eh, is what it is. Uh, hey, uh... We talked earlier about uh, Summer Games Fest being next week. Well, also, kind of next week, June 11th, is the Future Games Show. It'll start at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be hosted by Denise Goh, uh, who plays Yennefer in Witcher 3, or voices Yennefer, and the voice of Geralt of Rivera himself, Doug Cockle. They'll be hosting the show. So, Future Games Show. June 11th. Look forward to that. Sadly, I don't think we'll be covering that in the finale next week as that's just past the threshold of what I need to record by. So uh, I'll watch it, though, and maybe report stuff on you for next season of what happened if anything big got announced there. Is some Gary's Mod modding news. Uh, somebody modded Mario 64 into the game. Now, unlike regular, like, you know, you just put the skin in. No, this dude, like, may put, like, the, the physics... Full-on Mario, where it's like you're playing Mario 64 in Gary's mod. And because of that, it's not like an easy install. You actually got to do like a couple extra steps to actually make this work in the game. But it's crazy that this is a thing. That's sick. I would love to see speedruns of it. <laughs> yes. And lastly, <laughs> uh, in a really good uh, feel-good story, an Assassin's Creed streamer has beaten all 12 mainline games in order without taking damage. Whoa, that's crazy. Now, just to clarify this, this is uh, not uh, a marathon type thing where it's like, if I take damage in Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag, I'm going all the way back to Assassin's Creed 1. No, it's like, I'm going to do each game damage less, move on to the next. And that then, so sense. if I take damage, I'll re just restart the game, not the entire saga. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a bit more maddening. But yeah, uh, uh, Hayate Bahadori did this while on the hardest difficulty as well. Uh, wow. So yeah, shout outs to them 
for pulling off that insane feat. Yeah, I imagine that's a lot harder in the later games. Because yeah. I feel like they focused a lot more in the later games, like on the combat and stuff like that. Whereas like in the like earlier like Assassin's Creed's like one and two and stuff, like combat is a part of it, but like it's pretty much just like wait to do counter button and then hit them or just like, you know, do the normal assassinations. Exactly. So. You have a lot more stealth options in like one through Probably Black Flag, honestly. Oh, uh, Syndicate. Oh yeah, I didn't even play. I didn't even play. Uh, yeah, past Black Flag. Yeah, you have Unity and Syndicate, and then it went into Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's hey, that's Very dope. Impressive. Very impressive. Extremely impressive. That's it for video game news. Moving on to the world of trading card games, we got Pokemon news. Pokemon Go. If you haven't been aware yet, because we've been talking about it all season, they'll be having. Multiple TCG sets release this summer, starting July 1st. Uh, that's when the first initial wave, and then July 15th, August 5th, and August 26th are when the next waves and batches will release for those. And Astral Radiance, the latest TCG set, is out right now. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, starting off with Master Duel news, the new season has begun because we are now in the month of June. We also got a new bundle a new card bundle, which is basically uh, a 10 pull, but cheaper, 750 gems, uh, featuring the ultra rare card, Infinite Impermanence, which is a hand trap, which is really good to just negate things. Uh, that's out right now. And they also, I believe they were talking in the update about adding a new selection pack, but I might be wrong about that. But essentially, new seasons happened. Ranks have been reset. Uh, I know my boy Mello hit platinum last season, which Let's great go. on him because I, I'm I'm stuck in gold. I'm in gold hell with Yu-Gi-Oh Master <laughs> that's just, Duel. Man. I, that's honestly how it is for all ranked games, dude. Getting out of gold is so hard always. Getting out of gold is so like silver is so easy because people actually use fun decks in silver. So it's just like I am sorry, young one. I'm have I'm gonna destroy you, and I apologize. And then you get to gold, and it's just Eldritch, 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 Drytron. What else? Despia. It's just a bunch of garbage, man. Mm, yeah. And then Platinum's worse, because that's where you actually have all the, the gold people that were, used to just be, like, entirely gold are now, because there's a diamond rank now. Actually, one of the people that uh, frequents my chat, uh, K, he got diamond, and I'm, like, which is great for them, but my god. <laughs> I do ground. not want to build a meta deck to do that. Yeah. I like my heroes. I like my time thieves. I like my speedroids. Thank you very much. Uh, and again, if you do, if you, if anything I've talked about with Master Duel sounds intriguing, the game is free to play. Uh, it offers a good selection of cards for you to get started and uh, a good amount of gems as well to help you build your first deck. So great times, great times. Uh, as for TCG releases, June 10th, we have Tactical Masters. Legendary Duelist Season 3 is July 22nd. Power of the Elements, August 5th. And the structured deck, Legend of the Crystal Beasts, on August 18th, which I know Joy is excited for. Actually, as I just saw her pop in with the chat right there. I know that she is <laughs> super excited for uh, Mr. Jesse's Crystal Beast deck to make a return. And lastly, in Magic the Gathering news, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. That is sent for a June 10th release as well. It'll be a crossover set with the D&D. &D. And there is no uh, tabletop news. Um, so that is everything. Uh, Emerald, do you have any uh, thoughts on all of uh, that news? 
Um, for like TCG news specifically, just, or anything? The gaming news, the TCG. Um, so, just uh, again reiterating, I think uh, I'm I'm really excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, I think the only thing that I'm really pensive about personally is uh, I think the trailer looked great. I think uh, the new Pokemon looked great. Um, I'm really excited for some of the ideas they have with the open world and like the multiplayer stuff. But like, I will say that the environments are looking kind of lacking. And I know, I know that like, that's not really, I guess what Pokemon is about, like having like super high res graphics and like beautiful landscapes. But like, I don't know. It's just some of them just look really plain and really like there wasn't a lot of effort put into it. And maybe, you know, again, maybe it's just system limitations. Maybe they're trying to make a huge game. And when you're trying to make a huge game on the Switch, you got to make the backgrounds like not as super detailed. But like, especially for like a game like Pokemon that can do a lot with that does a lot more with like its entities more than its environment. Because if you compare it to like, that to like Zelda, like obviously it's going to have beautiful environments, but it's also not going to have a lot of entities loaded at once, which is kind of how you got to think of like the balance between the two. But yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it. I'm still going to buy it at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> I, I think um, it's come to that point where it's like the Pokemon fandom. It's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to buy it regardless at this point. It's a new game. People yeah. are going to buy it. I hope that it doesn't end up like uh, Call of Duty for me, though, because Call of Duty for a long time, like I was like, I bought the game every year. I played it up like all the way through up until um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was the one that I stopped. And then like I kind of picked and choose which ones I got. But like now, like I, I just kind of like vaguely look at the like Call of Duty trailers and I'm just like, uh, maybe I'll get it. Like, but now I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm not as... I'm not as much of a sheep anymore. <laughs> like if the game doesn't look that great, like I'm not going to buy it. So hopefully Pokemon doesn't do that to me because I love Pokemon. I've always loved Pokemon um, and I've gotten pretty much all the games. But on the topic of Call of Duty real quick, what are your thoughts of Modern Warfare 2 being the next game to come out? I think it's cool. However, if it's actually my because, you know, it's not necessarily a Modern Warfare 2 remake, right? It's going to be its own thing. It's going to be a sequel to the to the sequel newer to the, modern to warfare. the modern modern warfare. Yes, and I was a really, I was really not a big fan of the the newest modern warfare for yeah. a bunch of reasons. Um, just like the pace of the gameplay was a lot slower. Um, they literally, I remember there was an interview um, where one of the the devs or somebody was talking about how they wanted to make people who were worse at the game feel better at the game. Um, which is like, I get it. it. They want more people playing Call of Duty. They want like, you know, not a, not everybody has enough time to like put a lot of time into the game to get better at it. Yeah. Um, so they want to be able to like let people feel like when they hop on after a long day of work or something that they can still like be at the top of the leaderboard or something like that. Yeah, true. Um, But I don't know if I necessarily like that mentality <laughs> because it just feels like whenever somebody like me is playing the game like a lot. Because I, I did play like yeah, you close to a hundred hours or something. Yeah, you also like you started like the name Emerald came from Call of Duty. Yep, that's uh, that's the lore. I used to do uh, sniping and trick shotting and stuff. That's another thing too. Is every time, <laughs> pretty much all all like snipers and stuff in Call of Duty games, um, they progressively get slower every time, and they become. I'm look. I, I understand like it became a problem because I think a lot of the casual audience of call of duty really hated the people who were doing like sniping and trick shotting and stuff like that, just because snipers were broken. They were, 
that was what I enjoyed the most in Call of Duty. So now I'm just <laughs> like, well, I don't have as much of a reason to like enjoy it as much. And like when I try to do the sniping stuff, it really is just like frustrating because I don't even get a chance to scope in before I'm I have like three bullets in my chest. So and in Call of Duty, you're just dead there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Call of Duty logic. Exactly. Okay. Well, with that, it's time for us to move ahead to see what's coming out this upcoming week from June 6th to June 10th. Here's what should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And it started off on Monday. The Elder Scrolls Online High Isle, that drops for PC. On Tuesday, Spellforce 3 Reforced comes to the play both PlayStations and both Xboxes. On Wednesday, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, comes out on the Switch. So now both uh, KOTOR games are now on the Switch, which is really weird to me. It's so, so surreal. Uh, and The Cycle Frontier comes to the PC. On Thursday, Pro Cycling Manager 2022 comes to PC. And Tour de France 2022 comes to everything but the Switch. Green Hell VR comes to Steam VR. Mad Shot comes to PC. And Postal Brain Damage comes to PC. And yes, this is a new Postal game. Postal being those very infamous murder-heavy, murder-frenzy spree games that were very... I guess iconic and infamous back when they were first out in the, I think it was like 2000s. Uh, we're getting a new one. First person-esque, very Doom-like, but it's still the crazy chaos that Postal brings. And on Friday, Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles, comes to the Switch, finally. And the two big games of the week drop, Mario Strikers Battle League for the Switch and the Quarry for everything else. Any thoughts on all of those, Emerald? Um, I'm really excited for Mario Strikers, but also very pensive about it. Um, just because, you know, they're doing, Nintendo's been doing this thing recently where they release a game and then they're like, oh yeah, later on there's going to be free content. Yep. Um, which is what they're doing with, uh, Battle League as well. Yes. Um, and the reason why I'm worried about it is because, you know, it, it would benefit the games overall to have the characters or extra stages or whatever, whatever, um, from the jump. Like it, it, it would definitely like if you have this content, because assumably this is content that is already done and, and should be probably just added in. But they're trying to keep the hype, I guess, alive progressively. But I think that at least for me, somebody who buys these games generally like on release, um, that by the time like these characters are and like these extra modes and stuff have come out, like I've already kind of done with the game just because there was like. Not as much stuff to like keep my interest. I mean, that's how it was with with golf, like with the new Mario Golf game. Yeah, that, came out that on that, the Switch that fell pretty far. Yeah, and uh, I just I I got bored of it. I thought it was pretty boring, and it's sad to say because I I love the other Mario Golf games. Um, but I mean the the same thing happened with Mario Tennis Aces as well. So yeah, I. I I don't understand why they keep doing this, but I really just hope that Mario Strikers Battle League, when it comes out, that it's like a good enough game to like keep my attention until more characters and stuff come out. But I'll definitely be picking it up, you know, because I just love the Strikers games. Yeah, Strikers are great. I've I played the first two on the GameCube and the Wii. They were fantastic. 
Uh, looking at the chat real quick uh, from Mello, Mario had a golf game? Yeah, he has, he's had multiple golf games. It started on, like, the N64, and then it's, like, been, like, one per console, including the handhelds. Yeah, honestly, one of the best ones was on the Game Boy. Uh, yeah. Because it was, like, an RPG kind of thing. You had your own character, and you were, like, playing against the different Mario League or well, the Mario characters in like different like leagues and stuff, and like progressively becoming like a pro golfer. Um, it was it was super dope. That's probably honestly my favorite one. I've only played Toadstool Tour, uh, before playing the uh, the Switch one, which name uh, Super Rush. Uh, yep, Super Rush. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, everything coming out. Uh, again, good good end week. Uh, again, Mario Strikers and the Quarry, the new uh horror game from the people who developed uh the dark pictures anthology and until dawn it also if you didn't know this the game stars brenda song from sweet life of zach and cody yo <laughs> uh which is what like i would assume a lot of people in my chat in in the chat or like in my my age group would know her for she's done like a lot of like tv dramas as well i know that much but like she's most famous for zach and cody she's in the game as one of the characters wow that's sick so if you did not know that, now you do. Hope you're excited for that. It's now time for us to jump into the main focus this week. Uh, let's get down to what's go let's figure out what's going down this week in the game lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the game lounge. And to start it, Sonic Frontiers. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, do we have a lot of information that had uh, come out on that? Yeah, no, definitely. It's been a it's been a good week. It's been a good uh, in, like what three past three days. Uh, yeah, and I mean even today, the day that we're recording this, more more news has come out, and I've come prepared because I I already recorded something for that. Oh, for excellent, later, so. excellent. So yeah, let's. So earlier this week, we got a th roughly like a thirty second trailer, kind of just showing off a bit of everything. For the game, like we got some movement, some exploration, some puzzles, and some combat. It was just like Sonic Frontiers. I don't think they showed a release date for it yet. I think it's still no, holiday. No release date yet. No official one. No official one. I think it's like a holiday 2022 window is what we have right now. We've got in like three days a 30 second trailer showing off everything, and then IGN comes out and they say, "Hey, we've got a we've got an exclusive seven minute." gameplay footage thing for movement puzzle solve and exploration mm. check it out and then earlier today Ajia's like hey we're back this time we got like six minutes of gameplay of uh combat combat yeah and we're like ooh sonic fans were i mean you gotta admit sonic fans have been eating good yeah, I mean, we've been getting days. we've been getting a lot more info at a time than I was expecting. I yes. really thought 100% it would just be like a oh, cuz we got the teaser at first. And honestly, with the teaser, if it was just that, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um Yeah. So, but then afterwards now we have a total of 14, 13, yeah, 13 like, 14 minutes, yeah. Yeah, of like other gameplay and it's just like, okay, wow, okay, just give us everything then. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So what are your thoughts after watching all of this? What are some thoughts that you have? Uh, well, I have a lot of thoughts. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's... I have, um, I'm very, like, I will say there is good things and bad things. Um, and I'm glad 
that I'm not like looking at it and not being able to find any good things in it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like they're showing me something and I'm like, wow, this is a steaming pile of doggy doo doo. You know what I'm saying? No, so movement, I think, is looking a little weird. I think Sonic's physics in this game look a like I'm, I'm sure the physics are based around the fact uh, of that. It's an open world game, uh, which I think is a very cool and unique idea for Sonic. I think it's really cool to like have like this whole like huge open area that Sonic can finally get to like openly run around in. That's not just a hub world. Yeah, um, it's not just a hub world. It is not like a what is it a tech demo sandbox that p fan games make yeah um although it does i'm not gonna lie it does give me a little bit of those vibes like fan At game times, kind of yeah, vibes I, I i will i will definitely agree with you there um but Especially it is like you know how... it's still a little bit more polished than a fan game but it's still like kind of still like yeah very if it feels very empty at times yes when you're not that's around. another thing too is like if we're talking about like the things that we have seen right it's like a lot of like towers and stuff that you can climb presumably to get something useful we still don't really know much about the collectibles at all in the game yeah all we know is that it's like this ones. this like red orb yep there's like a red spiky like orb bean thing um and then there's a uh, a melon kind of looking thing or it could be like a, a rock that has like texture on it um uh, and there's like purple coins that you can pick up uh in certain areas and hearts that you can pick up and of course your rings the yes of course there's rings. rings there's definitely the classic rings um but there's all these crazy like different collectibles you can get but no explanation of what they are there's no hud or anything to even give us a yeah, little bit that, of context that's that, that was definitely like throughout all this like i'm surprised we didn't get like any like sort of hud reveal mm -hmm. and maybe it's because it's still a work in progress possibly but I also think it could potentially be like a stylistic choice because they want it to feel like more open and stuff. So they wanted to show as much of the screen as they possibly could. But yeah, there, there's a lot of question marks there. And I'm th the thing about it is like you do these puzzles to get these collectibles. Um, and I, all I'm saying is that these collectibles better be worth worth it. Yeah, because a lot of these puzzles seem tedious. They really slow down the flow of things. And I think it's it's good to have them. I don't necessarily think that they're a bad implementation, but it seems like there's so many of them uh, is the thing. And if if there really is just like because there's question mark wherever there's a question mark sign, there seems to be a little puzzle. And in the area that we saw, there was tons of them all over the place. They really better be worth the time to do it or else it's just going to feel like a chore to have to do them all. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want this to feel like Korok scene grinding like Zelda. You you gotta give a reward for doing all of the like for hundred percenting the game. Like I'm sure that is, that's the yeah, thing. Give though, us is a like reward that isn't just a giant piece of golden shit. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> like just like haha, you did this. That's crazy. Here you go. That's here's, crazy. Here's <laughs> um, but yeah. Look, I I think uh, movement wise though, like that's the biggest thing I'm worried about because it just looks like. Boost, I can't tell. Boost, we're not 100. I, I'm not 100% sure if it's a, like, you have a certain amount of distance you can go and then there's a cooldown, or if it's like a certain amount of charge you have. Certain amount of charge. Maybe you can level it up. Because I was, um, and you see, with there being this many collectibles, I feel like it would, these things go to like leveling up like boost or speed or attack. 
Yeah, that's that's my guess too. Which actually uh, brings me to the combat really quick. You seem it seems very with like how they showed off combat. Sonic seems very weak. Yes. With see that is it, another thing. It, the combat seems slow because it takes forever to like beat these enemies. There the combat that they showed today. There was an enemy that was like shielded, and you had to do this the run around to the do the launch. Pokemon, the Pokemon Ranger loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pokemon Ranger loop, and it like launches uh, the shielded part of the enemy into the air so that you can attack the weak part on the ground. And that, to me, like he had to do it like three or four times before the enemy actually died. And I was like, wow, this takes a long time. Sonic better either A, get stronger, or maybe B, like maybe the person who had the controller just wasn't that great. You know, I mean, they barely, assumably they had barely any time to use the combat and like get a feel for it. So maybe they were just doing things that were like unoptimal, very slow. Um, but he does, I mean, just like, for example, I will say if you look later on in the trailer um, for the combat, there is a group of three enemies that he launches all at the same time into the yes. air. And then he just homing attacks exactly. them and they die. Instantly. Yes. That, that was like, okay, that was, that looked pretty optimal. I'm like, cause I, I was going through, watching all that. I'm like, is, is combat seems a little tedious. Not going to lie. Like, yeah, the, no, the, and like the attacks look cool. Like there's like a special homing attack. There's this multi projectile thing. And then Sonic's main combo seems to be your homing attack. And then you do multiple kicks mid mid air before like dropping down to the ground to then run around. And then you have the special l ranger loop to send them into the air. I think there's some good ideas in there. I really think the finishers look really cool, um, but they seem it, it makes it seem like combat is just going to be another chore, you know, yeah. and and if like unless there's like it's either a made stronger and faster or b like. Uh, maybe there is a quick way to like level it up, you know, like through the puzzles, through like the collectible upgrades or stuff like that. Um, unless that happens, then like it's just going to slow the game down even more. Even if they have the upgrades, it's going to slow the game down even more because you have to like do all these things before you can like go faster through the game. Um, it's not it doesn't seem like it would be as bad as something like a uh, Sonic in the Secret Rings where that game. Uh, you literally start out, you're like a slow slug, and then like you get upgrades progressively as you progress, like make your way through the game, and you're forced to be very slow. But this game, obviously, it's more open, so maybe like if you know where certain things are, like oh, like I want to be faster, so I'm gonna go do the things that give me speed upgrades. You know, like I think that would be okay and not feel as awful. But again, like if there's no upgrades at all for this stuff, like it's just gonna be a slog. And I'm yeah. not looking forward to that. Yeah, de definitely. Uh, the enemy designs, though, they're intriguing because we were, as we're reading this, it's like a completely new threat. No Eggman from what we can tell. Yeah, no Eggman. They look like virus-type yeah. enemies. Um, which further kind of uh, pushes the uh, theory that the game could be like in like a computer-simulated world of some kind or oh. something. We're inside. Um, <laughs> Tails downloaded the wrong type of file, and now we have to go in to stop the hard drive from leaking Tails nudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, man? That, and that would also maybe explain, like, the lack of, like, P 
people around as well. Well, well, it's not, even though aside from it just being like this wild infinite, this wild like area, like why would people be here? This looks like the middle of nowhere. Why would somebody even go here? But it also it could explain that possibly of it being like a computer simulation. Yeah, for sure. I will say, um, I think that uh, if they are going to go with this computer simulation thing, they better have some unique areas thrown into the mix because uh, the, the if we only see like so far, they've only shown one area. Of course, they don't want to leak everything about the game before it comes out. Um, and plus, it sounds like they're planning on slow f- dripping us news throughout the month of, uh, yes, of June. That That is uh, the plan that they are doing for us. So it's a very likely thing. We might see like a bigger trailer at Summer Games Fest as well. Yeah, true. Um, which would be uh, super hype. I'd be like, uh, I'd be foaming at the mouth for more Sonic <laughs> Frontiers news. You know what I mean? I feel like that might be the perfect place for them to drop like a story trailer, probably. And we'll see, hopefully, you know, another thing too is like, you know, Sonic games in the last few iterations, the story has not been very good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. To say the least. (laughs) To say the least. Like, what was it? Generations came out. That was like the last good story, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I I think that one was pretty okay. I I think that one was solid. But that's like over that or that's like 10 years ago now. Yeah, it is. Forces was awful. Forces story was laughable. Oh, yeah. Um. Just like, oh my gosh, the clones are taking over. It's Not like, okay. Infinite was cool. I'm edgier shadow. Infinite, yeah. I mean, I thought Infinite was kind of cool. He was edgier shadow. He, he did have his own kind of flaws. But I thought that was, if they played more into Infinite more so than they did, like, the clones and stuff like that, I think it would have been a cooler concept. But, like, at the end of the game, it just looked all cheesy and stuff with, like, them, like, okay, we're going to rise up against all the clones. And they, like, had this big open area where they're, fighting each other and stuff while sonic goes to fight uh like eggman yeah what was it the phantom ruby that was the big deal in that game oh wait yeah i guess uh that infinite was it had? Uh, i honestly don't remember because um i did play the game the first day it came out and then i didn't play it since yeah <laughs> i played it like the first day it came it was free on playstation games with plus deleted it at right afterwards i think <laughs> played like maybe three four levels and then i was like yeah i'm done that's fair i i beat the whole game in one stream but after i beat the game i there was like extra content and stuff and it was just like so not enticing it was just like it it felt like another chore it was just like oh there's more content here but this is not fun content this is like content that uh, it's like oh you want to 100 the game well you got to do this shit you know what i mean yeah uh are you gonna speed run frontiers when it comes out Oh, one billion percent. It doesn't matter how bad the game <laughs> is. I'm playing it, dude. I I think, uh, you know, I am excited to like as as like pensive as I am about the things I've seen. I've seen like I, I still enjoy some of the things I've seen. And I think that um, there it's going to be fun to be able to like mess around in an open world Sonic game and just see like what a speed run of that is going to look like. Um, and so I really want to be one of the people that's helping push that um to try to get the time uh lower and lower because i mean who knows an open world sonic game could mean a the it's going to be like maybe one of the longest sonic speedruns we've ever seen or it could be the shortest because it might be super broken yeah and we might be able to get to the end of the game like insanely fast so who knows looking at the chat real quick uh looking at dawn 
Yeah, he agrees that he's probably he's gonna write it too. And then immediately afterwards, just because I'm a sonic slut. Same. <laughs> same, dude. Uh, Me and Don were cut from the same cloth. We're the same. Yes. Perfect. Uh, I'm probably gonna play the. I'm gonna probably. Get, I'm, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm gonna get the game at launch as well. Uh, probably not gonna speed run it. I'm. I'm. I'm probably. Hopefully by that time I'll be done everything else and I can actually refocus on speed running. Uh, with uh, SA2 and distance. Yes, back to SA2. Back to SA2. Gonna, I'm gonna, I want cool. that top 100 time. That's what I want to shoot for. Thank you, man. So doing that and then actually going to focus on like a top 10 time for uh, distance because I think that's going to be my primary speed game, honestly. I had okay. a lot of fun with that. I need to play it again, though. I, too many other games are coming out and they're just like slowly piling up. I'm like, okay, what's stream, staying stream exclusive? What am I doing in my off time? And that's all I got to do. Um, oh, here's a good question. So we have a holiday 2022 release for the game. Will it get delayed? Do you think it's going to get delayed? Should it get delayed? Oh, it definitely should be delayed. That's that's without a doubt. That's without question. Um, but I don't think it will be. And here's why. Because they're doing this this month where they're hyping up the game. They're dripping news, like, I guess, uh, a few times a week for the entire month. And I think it's going to end with a release date. Um, and I think because they're doing this, they're going to feel only more pressured to do a release date. Now, they still have an opportunity to be like, hey, you know, after the feedback we got, we, uh, we feel like we want to give you guys the best experience possible. And, you know, we're going to decide to delay the game. But <laughs> we're talking about Sega. <laughs> And they want their Sonic monies, especially while the iron is still hot following the uh, the Sonic 2 movie or the Sonic movie 2. Sonic 2, Sonic, Sonic the second movie, the Knuckles series coming out on Paramount Plus, other things with Paramount Plus and the third movie that'll be coming out featuring. Uh, I mean, OK, you've seen the Sonic movie, second movie, right? Yep. I'm, OK, I'm going to put this here. Spoiler alert. Fucking shadow. Come on. Yeah, like that's going to sell the third movie so much more. Yes, but also I'm a little worried because they talked about how Jim Carrey's retiring. Yes. No more they Eggman. They absolutely did. But I mean, Either I feel no like more they Eggman or do... they're going to replace Eggman. It's either going to be Jim Carrey comes back for one last rodeo or Stone becomes the primary villain. And I think maybe that's what they'll do is make Stone the villain because at the end of the trailer, they didn't show Eggman. They showed Dr. Stone. Or not, sorry, not the trailer, the movie. At the very end of the movie post-credits, they showed Dr. Stone. I did not see Eggman. Um, and then they showed Shadow, obviously. Um, so I think you might be right. I think that honestly might be what happens. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Dr. Stone was a great character. I thought it was super cool. Um, I thought it was funny how much he would just like looked up to Eggman. It's you know, great. And, I, I still need to watch the movies. I know what happens. I just need to watch them still. Um, so... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for that, but only time will tell if it's going to be great. I'm still feeling good about how the second uh, movie went. If you guys, like, you know, haven't seen that movie, definitely check it out. It's so good, uh, especially as a Sonic fan. And uh, definitely better than the first movie. They The first movie was just like, You're oh, like, let's establish everything, you know? And then the second movie, they were just like, all right, now it's all about Sonic and his friends, you know? And also, uh, just on the topic of Sega, really quickly, do you think we'll get any good Persona news this month with the 
the whole persona anniversary series happening oh still. god i hope so dude i i'm foaming at the mouth again for <laughs> persona 6 news Ooh. Same. persona 6 would go so hard i'm definitely like as soon as that game comes out i'm just going to go into a little cave and just play it for like 100 hours and just like be dead to the world um but you know we don't we don't have anything on that i assume they're going to announce that um part of me hopes that they kind of announce a persona 3 remake port yes or please. remake please yeah to the pc um uh and but i i talked to don about it i've never played persona 3 but apparently the way that it works is that you have to play through the game twice because there's a male and female protagonist and they have that's uh that's a persona persona 3 portable that oh, has okay. the male and female protagonist depending on the version of 3 you play because if you if you play persona 3 fes which is kind of considered the one of the two like definitive versions of the game Mm-hmm. uh that's you you just have the male version it's portable which has the male and the female okay but fes well, it seems also like you have to has, play uh, both of them to get the full thing you know the full experience which i don't playing through the game twice seems like a tall order um yeah so i i really hope they find a way to modernize it and maybe just make it like one in the same with a remake and rather than just porting it but i don't know we'll have to see uh, looking at the chat real quick, Don, they seem to announce games during the concerts and they're doing one in October, so maybe then? I don't, I don't know if I can wait till October, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can wait till spooky season. I'll be too spooked with all the amnesia I'll be playing. I might just have to, unfortunately. Uh, anything else you want to add on Frontiers? Uh, not really. I'm just, I mean, I will be playing it a lot, a lot, a lot when it comes out, whether it's good or bad um and then make my decision about if i want to like be playing it more long term after the fact but you know no matter what like i'm excited for a new sauna game um so i just hope that maybe if they need to delay it they will i just don't yeah. think they're going to yeah so. let's let's hope um with that we're gonna move on to our second topic of the day where we get to talk about you mr streamer man emerald that's me was that and, uh the last time we were here you were here. You had like just gotten partner. And uh, now you're full-time streamer. How, you've been partner for a little over a year now. How's it been? Um, I mean, it's been pretty solid. I, I, I will say that um, it has felt like it's more so plateaued. Um. Just like, you know, nothing like it, it was weird because like I think like during the time I was like moving my way to partner, it was like this, like my graph was just like slowly going up. It was like every month I had like 10 more average viewers until basically I got partnered. And, um, you know, that was a good uh, like wave to ride. And then like things kind of like leveled out a bit. But that's like a natural thing with streaming. It's just like, you know, like once you hit like a big goal whatever it is, whether it's like a game challenge or, you know, a, a world record time or a goal time or whatever like that. And people are like, oh, well, he met his goal. Now he's going to do some other things. Let's go watch somebody else do their goal while he tries to figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely felt kind of like that. But I mean, I will say that overall, like it, it feels nice to not have to worry about necessarily keeping a specific average. Like, of course, it's like numbers are always on the brain. It's like, hey, I made it to partner. Now I can kind of chill a little bit. So, but uh, it's it's been good. I've been busy. I've been trying to work on YouTube more and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Um, so compared to being your old part-time streamer to now, what new challenges have come up? Uh, and what's gotten easier? Um, well, things I think about it are like different things to do on stream, like different content. Because like before, like when I was grinding for partner, like if you're doing one thing that's like making you grow and do well, then you keep doing it. And for me, that was Hero Story speedruns. Yeah, so I, I definitely think about like new content to do. And another thing too is like, I'm trying to branch out more and do more things. Um, so I've been like trying to figure out ways to implement that into my brand because it's like if I'm only going to be the SA2 guy forever, then I'm never going to grow past the SA2 audience. Exactly. Um, and I think I've done a good job at like kind of making it to the top of what that could potentially be for the most part. Um, and that's why I decided to make the decision to try to start doing other content as well. Yes, and we'll be talking about those relatively shortly. Uh, as for the YouTube, how has that grind been? The YouTube grind challenge. YouTube is hard, bro. YouTube is stupid hard. It's like because you got to figure out uh, what you're what you're gonna do, and it's like your YouTube is just like you're trying to like do a bunch of different things, throw it at a wall and see what sticks. Um, and I think it's difficult for me because I'm not very proficient at like editing and stuff like that. So I have to like commission um, editors so that they can like do stuff for me. But that also sucks only just because like it's nice because like the product, the end product is way better easily. But um, it's definitely a money sink for me because like I'm at I'm not at the point yet in YouTube. Like I think I have like uh, 600 something subscribers currently. 680 something I think is what, what I last saw it at. Yeah, that's that that sounds right. Like somewhere around there. Um, six hundred fifty-seven is what I'm at. Um, and that's well and good and all, but like I, I'm not monetized. I can't be monetized on YouTube yet. So any any video that I have be like made by somebody is just like I lose money on that. Like I always will lose money on that. Hopefully, I potentially gain subscribers and like views and like maybe a chance to get in the algorithm, but it's still like a loss for me. So that's like something that's kind of challenging because then I have to kind of like pick and choose what my videos are without breaking the bank because, you know, I, I still got to pay the editors unless somebody's trying to do free work for me, but I'm not that big. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> trying to do free work for me yet. So <laughs> I mean, um, I could say the same, th same thing about uh, free work, but th I, I, I kind of am lucky with how my relationship with Mellow is uh with him being a good friend of mine the fact that he does his own content on the side and like i'm just i just happen to be featured in said videos and so i you know kind of get some free publicity dairy whenever uh mellow posts a Yu-Gi-Oh video that i put in if you and it's a good symbiotic relationship that we have mm -hmm. going that's on it. that's cool but yeah i feel i feel like the big thing with like a lot of youtube is just getting picked up by that algorithm and once because once you do your number skyrocket and just any video can pop off too mm -hmm. like and, yeah absolutely and a good example of that is dawn uh because I mean, oh yeah had dawn dawn off. popped he, off like crazy he popped off with that uh speedrun series that he's been doing and that's crazy what's currently in the works in the production work that viewers your viewers can expect soon let's see uh well i do have i mean literally right now um like before uh, we started this podcast, I recorded like footage of me reacting to like the combat and frontiers. Like I'm, I'm doing a lot of frontiers coverage as it comes out. Um, 
And I'm doing it from the perspective of a speedrunner, just like, you know, like, oh, what what do I think? And like, how could this be implemented in a speedrun? How could this be good or bad for it? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm also doing um uh there was a crowd control SA2 speedrun video that I did. So more SA2 content. Like I'm still gonna be trying to figure out ways to like make content out of SA2 is is a big thing. Um and uh for example, like one thing that I did a while ago that uh still hasn't come to fruition in, in the form of a video is SA2 damageless. Ah, um, damageless. What an era of SA2 that was for you. Yeah, I mean, it took a long time to do, and it's taking even longer to make it into a video because it's like, again, I don't edit myself. And um, writing the script for something like that, and also it being my first ever video that's completely going to be scripted, um, has proved to be quite a difficult challenge because what will happen is like, I'll write a big portion of the script, and I'll be like, I really don't like the flow of this. Um, and then I'll scrap it. Um, I, I would still like to make a damageless video out of the SA2 challenge, but um, the the real scoop, which I haven't talked about much uh, elsewhere, is that um, the issue with SA2 damageless as a challenge is that it was a really cool thing to witness on stream. Very not as interesting to like try to put into the form of a story. And the reason why is because, and I feel like if you do like a lot of things like Zelda damageless or something like Breath of the Wild, it's like you have like specific things, like specific like um, barriers that you have to like problem solve to learn how to get around. SA2 was not really like that. It was more so like, I just have to play really safe. I have to learn enemy spawns. That's something. Um, maybe learn how to do boss fights damageless. But like the different like strategies and stuff used to like beat these bosses. Um, it wasn't exactly like, oh, like I had to do this very specific thing in this very specific spot. It was more so like a, I have to just play safer and take a route. Because um, like in speedruns, we intentionally take damage to make the bosses easier for like like the mech fights, for example. But like in those fights, I just have to take a different route where I don't get hit. And that's literally it. You know, it's it's really not that, I guess, just interesting to describe. And like when I write it down in like a, a form of like a scripted like section, it just like the whole video doesn't sound as crazy as I had pictured it originally. So I think that's been like a big issue for me of like trying to like portray it in a way that does sound interesting and does sound like um, like, hey, this was really hard because it was. It still was really hard, oh, it took... but it was just like really simple at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Uh, and there is like a little bit of that uh, controversy of the of the uh, the last uh, the la uh, oh, what was it when you actually got your oh yeah yeah in. yeah that too yeah because uh, so for what happened for those of you who don't know the way that I did it is I uh, I started from dark story because um, I was doing it all the way through the like all stories damageless um so hero dark and last and I started from dark I would go into hero and basically in the run that I finished damageless. I made it all the way to Final Rush, which is the last main stage of Hero Story. Um, and I went for Final Rush skip because if you do Final Rush skip, you get to skip all the enemies, not really um, have to deal with them all, whatever, whatever. It makes the stage a lot easier, damageless. But what happened is when I tried to jump off the rail, my game actually lagged, um, which is not common. SA2, like for me, barely ever lags, but it like had like a little hitch. And when I tried to jump off the rail, I 
could have well actually i was dead uh well no actually no never mind i wasn't dead because i was higher up i could have landed on a rail below me but um i decided no that that's not my fault like i'm gonna reset and retry to go for final rush skip because uh that was something that was totally not in my control and it was shouldn't be necessarily something that the game does to me like there was no counterplay to it like I couldn't have played around it. So I felt like it was fair to reset and other people were like, man, maybe not. I don't know, man. Like, but very, very, very few runs made it that far. So I was like, no, this is this is BS. Like, I'm definitely going to do this, restart this level specifically and just go and try it again. And, and it could have been. And the other thing is it could have been lost any time during Hero or Last as well. So exactly, exactly. So I don't feel bad about it. Um but some people might be like, hey, this is an asterisk. I think it was also probably a nice uh, weight off your shoulders as well, finally having it done. Yeah, it, it was really all I was streaming for like a few months, honestly. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? I know that uh, he, he he's probably taking a lot of time off now, but uh, when Trader was attempting 180 damage lists. Oh, I thought he was crazy. I was like, there's no way he actually does this. Um, he kind of showed me up, though, because he he did uh, basically all stories, all A ranks. Uh, he finished that pretty quickly. But um, I don't feel too bad about that because Trader was already a, a very notable and very good 180 emblem runner. So he was very used to like um, playing. Not taking damage to begin with. Not taking a lot of damage to begin with in those uh, sections and stuff. Um, and also just playing the game more like Trader has like a lot more hours than I do in SA2. So I was like, I, I didn't feel too bad. It was just like, dang, I went to go do this challenge first. And sure, it's taken me a while, but it's just like, dang, you're really showing me up by finishing <laughs> this before me. So, but I, I love Trader. He's he's really good at SA2. So, you know, but I when he started doing 180 damage, list, I was like, you're not doing this. <laughs> There's no way you're going to complete this without taking damage through the entire thing. Like, that's a that's a nine hour run. For somebody who's really good. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about some other highlights. You've also done some crazy challenges to to hurt your brain a bit. Um, one one that wasn't too bad. You did uh, some modded SA two with meteors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That that was uh, kind of that was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I thought that turned out to be a really good video too. Um, but yeah, really goofy mod that just basically like there's meteors and meteor herd that can like uh hit you if you sit in like one spot for too long and uh sora uh who is a modder of the adventure games uh sora made me a mod that was a uh it, it made those meteors spawn in every level and at different frequencies based on like the type of level it was because like if they all fell as slow as they did in meteor herd then it wouldn't be that much of a challenge um so they would he would speed up the spawns so that they it would be more difficult to hit me and that was really fun and you attempted a, another mod with Dawn, a race for Flora's Lava, but that didn't really come to fruition a bit. No, no, that one was kind of sad. Um, that one was a, a mod where it makes the floor lava in SA2 as, you know, as, as simple as the mod name is. Um, but it wasn't one that I had tested prior. But the reason why I didn't test it was because Dawn and I were supposed to be racing it. Um, and I didn't want to gain like too unfair of an advantage by like practicing like the floor is lava stages to make sure that they like worked and stuff. So I did, I waited in literally until the day that the stream was supposed to happen to uh, put the mod in and like try it. 
but turns out um, the way the mod works is like there's it's an unfinished mod. I think it could have been done a little better where you land like on a like a platform of some kind that isn't lava. Um, but the only stage that is like that is City Escape. After City Escape, um, like when you load into Wild Canyon, for example, you die before you can even move Knuckles. Because every every single SA2 stage you drop in um, from wherever you're at, you drop in somewhere um, and you just land on lava. Um, so you die just instantly and there's nothing you can do. There's I've tried so many different things to try to like fix it and solve it. And there's just there's nothing I can personally do without changing the code of the mod. So uh it just it, it was something that I thought would have been like a really cool thing. Um, like it's been done in Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey and games like that for like challenges, but it just didn't work out too well for SA2. Uh, you drove yourself insane. You did uh, a couple shovelware games once on the Switch, and uh, you also did Winnie the Pooh Baseball, very infamous Flash game. Yeah. Um, Winnie the Pooh Baseball is really fun. That game is just like a, a lot of like reaction based things with like a. Uh, a funny flash game and you just have to basically each you you you're just a batter um because it's the you're you're just doing like a home run derby and you have to like hit a specific amount of home runs within like uh the, the, you're given like 30 pitches you have to hit like 20 home runs um and each there each pitcher has like a different um type of pitch that they throw and then eventually once you beat all those pitchers you go up to christopher robin and christopher robin can throw any of those pitches from the previous pitchers at any time and that's the real challenge of the game. Um, and honestly, I did that a lot quicker than I expected. Um, I had a goal time to beat uh, Ludwig because Ludwig had done it in like seven hours or something. And Clint Stevens was also another uh, streamer who had done it before. He had done it in like nine hours or something. So as long as I beat them, I was happy. And I got it in like five hours so, oh, or under five hours. Goated. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. You also did your first subathon, capped a cap subathon. So what went right? What went wrong? If anything, during that, would you consider doing another cap subathon or even an uncapped subathon? So the subathon went great, uh, as great as it could. Um, I wanted to do capped because I knew that I was not prepared to do uncapped. I've never done a twenty-four hour stream before that, uh, and it was. I think everything went pretty right. It just like by the time like 17 hours or so, or even before that, like maybe like 15 hours hit, I was just, what was I saying? So yeah, I mean, uh, like 15 hours in or so, whatever, like that's when I started to just like really feel it. I felt so exhausted. I could barely do anything. Uh, food helped a lot. Uh, sleep would have been better. Uh, and I think <laughs> if I did like a, an uncapped subathon, like I would definitely like implement sleep in and like, I'd definitely try to see like, what I could do, maybe like a modcast or something, or like maybe just like, I don't know, like let media share play or something while I sleep. Because um, I could sleep in this room. Like I could just sleep on the floor behind me. I wouldn't mind that for like at least a few days. But I don't know. It's going to be hard because it's going to, it's like hard to plan an uncapped subathon. Because if you do an uncapped one, you're just like, okay, there might just be a month where I'm just like not doing anything. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a topic of hot interest again because Point Crow recently did his uncapped and also a uh, fellow homie of the podcast and homie to both of us swift ike also did an uncapped subathon that came to an end after 20 ish days if i wanted to say yeah uh, he he had a really successful one so yeah. good on ike 
Very good on Ike. Uh, so yeah, po- possibility of the future. Who knows? A lot of pre- a lot of prep work definitely goes into that, though. Oh, for sure. You got to plan like like a ton of content in advance. And I feel like a lot of times, like you plan stuff in advance, and then those people who have the ones that last a really long time, they're just kind of winging it afterwards. They're just like, "All right, what are we doing now? Chat, what do you guys <laughs> want to do?" And then somebody says something, they're like, "Okay, I'll do that." <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and uh, we brought this up earlier in this discussion. You're not just a Sonic streamer anymore. You got you, you you've done other things. Mario Mondays, and uh, I don't remember what you're calling it, but Kaizo Ironmon on Wednesdays. Yeah, uh, well, there I've just made I, I make kind of a joke about that because Mario Mondays is it has like the alliteration, so I just say uh, for Wednesdays because I've been kind of playing Pokemon on Wednesdays. I'll say Wokemon Wednesdays because <laughs> just to try to make it work for for the laughs, but. Uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm trying to do more different stuff. You know, it's just like, again, like I, I feel like I've reached the point of like plateauing, at least specifically with Sonic Adventure 2. And like, uh, you know, I still enjoy doing Sonic stuff. I still enjoy doing Sonic speedruns and I will probably uh, for the foreseeable future. But I also just want to like dip my toes into other speed games because like, you know, uh, Mario Mondays uh, originally, like I didn't I'd done like a 12 hour challenge for Super Mario 64 just to like have an excuse to like learn a new speed game and that was fun for a little bit but you know i really 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 missed playing odyssey um and odyssey because i picked up super mario odyssey as a speed game back in 2017 before like a lot of people really even knew me um and i ran it for a few months uh to eventually go back to sa2 uh but you know it's just been it's been really fun like i just i want to like play odyssey i want to be like uh, one of the people who's just like speed running new games when they come out, like new Breath of the Wild, want to try that. New uh, Mario, like maybe Mario Odyssey 2 or insert Mario title here. Like I want to be able to speed run that. So that's kind of like my idea. You did it with Kirby even. You did it with uh, Forgotten Land. Yeah, speed ran that. Yeah, and I think I think Kirby is a, is a fun speed game. Although I will say I have, out of all of the games I've been playing, it's the one that I've, I think, like not enjoyed as much. So I think Kirby in the Forgotten Land, like I still kind of want to get the sub. Is it sub three or sub two? I think it's sub two, sub two hour any percent run. Um, but I'm not as pressed to do it, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe more Kirby in the future, but not as much. It was just something I, I definitely just wanted to give a shot. Try the any percent speed run. And uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is like a is a really good casual game. Yes. It's a great casual game. I think I spent like a good three, four days on my couch playing through it and doing everything the game had to offer. Fantastic game. Fantastic game. For sure. Uh, last question before we move on to the bonus level. What planned stream content do you have in the near and far future that we can expect for you that's like grand that you have that you do have planned that you're willing to share as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my my content board. I have a whiteboard where I write ideas and stuff. One thing for sure is um very soon um there's gonna be so I've been doing the Kaizo Ironmon, which has been really fun, f- which is basically just a really hard Pokemon challenge. But they're actually making new rules for it, a brand new rule set, and a big competition uh, for it in the Kaizo Ironmon Discord. So um I am planning on streaming that a lot more when that happens it's going to be happening like june 12th 
Uh, so I, that's still going to be kind of during the hero story uh, tournament that's going yes. on in the SA2 community. Um, but I still... So I'll basically be doing mostly SA2 and uh, Pokemon, Kaizo, Ironmon. Uh, and I feel like those are going to be my two big like stream things. But uh, I have some other stuff that I kind of want to do. Some like I kind of want to do like a game show kind of thing on my show or on my stream at some point that I have to like organize, which is a lot of work. Um, that's something that's kind of in the works. And then I have like a few like video ideas specifically for like YouTube that I don't know if it'll necessarily be on stream, but it's stuff I want to be like working on on the side. But yeah, mostly I think for for the near future, definitely pokemon and sa2 and then still mario mondays i love mario mondays um but anything else like in the future like obviously like frontiers that's all i can think of right now or all the stuff i'm really super willing to share all righty excellent i think with that then we're gonna move on to our final segment of the show which is of course the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history Here's this week's bonus level. Those who are in the chat today, boy, do I got something exciting for you. The community corner. Yes, that's right. You in the chat can ask us anything. Any questions about any video games or, you know, the occasional meme question. But, you know, try if you got any gaming related questions that you have for Mr. Emerald or myself, you can drop them in now. And while we actually wait for people to uh, submit their questions... We're going to do top five. Top five Sonic collabs you would like to see. Now, for this, would you say like Sonic collabs with like anything? Like Sonic as a company, like collabing with things or like Sonic as like the video game character or as the company? I'll okay. take either or. I would love to see. Um, I mean, this probably isn't going to happen, but I'd love to see more Sonic characters in Smash. I think yeah. that would be pretty dope. Uh, (laughs) i think we're done with new smash characters for sure at this point but it would have been cool to see like blaze or like silver or like knuckles like that would have been so sick i would have loved to see that just as a competitive smash player myself what else um sonic i like the mario and sonic stuff where they do like mario and sonic like at the olympic games but i would have loved to see like a mario and sonic game where it's like kind of like actually putting the two worlds together for like a platformer i think that would be really sick I think a Sonic Rhythm game could do amazing. Ooh, yeah. I'm surprised Sonic hasn't gotten one already, considering Mario has one. Yeah, uh, I think it's just because they, they're having a difficult time trying to figure out what kind of rhythm game they would want to do, like how it would actually be executed. But I mean, they have the tracks for it. Yeah, they definitely have the tracks. And I mean, you've seen a, we've seen a bunch of it. Like we, see, we saw Kingdom Hearts did theirs. As wild as it was, it's still a pretty good game. Um, I would love to see Sonic collab with some more clothing brands. Uh, to make some more like cool Sonic clothes, because I think honestly there's a severe lack of it, because a lot of the the, the Sonic clothing that we'll see, aside from like the the Puma shoes that were really cool, I, I really like those actually. I just could never get my hands on them. Is a lot of the Sonic clothes are just graphic tees, man. That's like it's just like here's a here's like a square, kind of like what I'm wearing now. Here's like a square of something, and it's a Sonic design, and there you go. So it'd be really cool to see Sonic collab with more clothing brands. Top five Sonic collab, uh, me, me collab with me, please. <laughs> Sega, I'm down. <laughs> yes, uh, and that's that's kind of a meme one, but also just kind of real. <laughs> so this, this stream is brought to you by Sega and Sonic Team. I, I am Mr. Emerald, and I go fast for Sonic. 
Yes. <laughs> give me money. No, I mean, just give me, just give me free, just give me Sonic Frontiers early. I'll accept that. That, that, would, be okay. that would be a great payment, honestly. Uh, I'm looking at the chat. Ludivis, Sonic X, Sonic and Crocs. Oh yeah, Sonic, Sonic with Crocs. I'd be low key. That's drippy. I'd, I'd wear those. Yeah, that would be that would be dope. Uh, for me, I I only have one because I, I was racking my brain. I'm like, okay, well, let's see. I can't make the G Fuel chili joke anymore. I've made that so many times. Uh, but what if just an actual can of blue chili with Sonic awful. on it? <laughs> so awful, but I mean, <laughs> if you really want to have something like that exist, that's... Blue Sonic chili with a blue hot dog buns and a blue hot dog, blue glizzy. Give give me the I Sonic don't know about combo. That. I think I would throw up instantly <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> so, so, I'd have to make stream content out of it, though. That's the sad thing. <laughs> it is. It is, and I'm still awaiting you to get the, the chili-flavored G Fuel. Uh, when nope. they eventually resell it. When nope. they eventually resell it. Nope, I'm they never waiting. will because it's so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the chat again. Uh, Sonic and Dairy Queen. That would be a cool collab. That see. would be dope. They, they, they could really have some cool flavors with that. Um, like, I don't know, like some sort of berry, like knuckles color or cherry Ooh, knuckles. Yeah. Like, like Sunday or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, get, keep on getting your questions in. If you have any questions, uh, we're going to run through the weekend gaming history. So if you have any questions, get them in now. They'll be read after that, probably. Uh, let's look at the past real quick. June 6th and 12th, here's what happened. On the 6th, 2006, Midway released MLB Slugfest 2006 for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox in North America. On the 7th, 2004, Sega released Sonic Advance 3 for the Game Boy Advance in North America. Wednesday, June 8th, 2010, Electronic Arts released the Green Day Rock Band video game for PS3, oh. 360, and Nintendo Wii. Got, gotta love this very specific band-related specific rock bands. Yeah. Those were kind of fun, but they were pretty niche, I felt like. Very niche. Uh, Thursday, June 9th, 2000, Sega released Virtua Tennis for the Dreamcast in North America. Uh June 10th, 1992, Capcom released Street Fighter II Championship Edition, the arcade video game in the U.S. Saturday, June 11th, 2001, Nintendo launches the Game Boy Advance portable game system in North America. The size is 3.25 by 5.6 inches. Two AA batteries power the system for 15 hours. And on the 12th, 2008, Konami released Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots for the PlayStation 3 in the U.S. The achievement of the week is in Silt, Bird Feeder, Feed the Birds, and the game of the week will be Mario Strikers Battle League. Looking at chat one last time for questions, we got two first for Ludovic, from Ludovis. Besides Ludwig, what YouTuber would you like to collaborate with? I'm pretty open. Like I, I'm honestly looking to do more collabs because I just feel like it's uh, something I haven't really done too much of and something I'm not really in my comfort zone with. Um. If I was looking for somebody uh, that'd be kind of like more of like a like a dream collab scenario, uh, definitely like like a point crow or like a small ant, I think would be really cool to collab with either of them. Uh, I know there was actually recently some some beef going on with them, but I mean, either or I both I look up to both of them as content creators uh, for sure. Uh, and I would love to do like something with them, either of them in the future. Or any Sonic YouTubers as well. Like, I, I don't really like Games Cage. I think he's, like, a really high-energy great guy. Um, it would be super dope to do some sort of, like, Sonic content with him. Or any of the other, like, Sonic tubers and stuff. 
Alrighty. Uh, and from Moonlit Cafe, question for both of you. Are you expecting anything good from Gen 9? The recent trailer looks really promising. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to implement how the different, like you, it's the multiplayer aspect of it where you can have multiple people like in uh, the same like world. I think that's a really interesting concept. I just hope that they there is actually a lot to do with other people and not just like a, oh, you can kind of just like run next to each other. Yeah. While like in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see what the gimmick is for the region. I want to know what what like super gimmick we're going to get. And uh, I hope it's cool. That's all I yeah. can say. Bring back mega evolutions. <laughs> bring back they everything. Were good. Bring, bring back everything. Do everything all at once and make us lose our minds. That, that That's what I'll say. With that, M, thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's always a pleasure being here. I mean, I, I think it's all really professionally done. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's it, it's it's not a lot of work for me. I just show up and just kind of be like, hey, let's talk about some stuff. So. Ex- exactly. We're in in the live version. We're here in our little boxes in the vast expanse of space. And I'm, 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 I'm no longer in my closet, which is, you know what? That's 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 the real win here. That's, that's yeah. the real no, I'm sure way. that feels really nice. It feels so nice. The sad thing is I still uh don't I, I still get super hot because the room I'm in now has no insulation. Ooh. Anyway, this room is very hot as well. <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet? Um well you see this goofy little spelling if you're looking at the live version. Uh it's emerald with no A and two D's. And uh that's pretty much on everything on Twitch on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, even on TikTok. Uh, those are like the main platforms I use for everything social media. Uh, but definitely drop a follow on the Twitch and subscribe to the YouTube. The, the YouTube's the biggest one. That's the one I'm trying to push the most. So definitely, you know, if you like Sonic content, um, if you've liked listening to me just talk about some stuff, hey, drop us up. Absolutely. And of course, you can find me over on Twitter at Radio Tony because that's what I do as my day job. And then literally everywhere else, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, it's Tony's Game Lounge. Uh, And yeah, we post TikToks weekly, three to four a week of highlights of the previous podcast. And Twitter still won't let me post them anymore. I don't know why. They just stopped. They're like, hey, no, you're not allowed to post that anymore. And they would just not let it upload. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Elon. Maybe Elon will fix it. Actually, maybe. Who knows? Who I, knows? I mean, uh, listen. I don't. <laughs> I don't feel any type of way about Elon. So I just hope that yeah, he doesn't same. ruin Twitter. That's it. Same, but same. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, full episodes of the podcast you can find on YouTube and here in the highlight section on my Twitch. Um, and of course, audio on Spotify, or Apple, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to follow, like, and share the podcast as well, because that just helps me grow to possibly get. Uh, that Ludwig episode in which if I do get Ludwig, I'll call Emerald and say, hey, you want to talk to Ludwig? Yeah, let me on, bro. Let me just I, get I, a, just absolutely get a will. tiny That's little question. Goal. That's our goal, man. That's our goal here. We want to get the big people so we can bring Emerald on to meet Put his our idol. boxes next to each other so I can give him a, a little metaphorical kiss on the cheek, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we have here this week in the Game Lounge. Stay tuned next week. Next week, a big episode. Summer Games Fest episode 100 of the 100. podcast and we'll also probably celebrate our two years even though it happened like back in april i think but two years of the podcast 100 episodes we'll see you all there next week 
Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.